Aaron gives off the vibe that he still has some unresolved anger about his dad dying, he and he just like just doesn't care. You know? That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? He's got. He seems like a guy that maybe went to Arizona State or Florida State or Florida State. <laughs> you know, yeah. birds of a feather. Okay, welcome back to the Wheel Rob Podcast, everybody. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. Get over here, you, uh, about college football and lifestyle and bachelor franchise. We should just go ahead and add that in. Uh, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelrout.com. We're at thewheelrout on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Zombie Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. We're out here. My name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogwanTheDawn occasionally. And uh, I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where it, uh, I think I think that it's rainy season now, Emily. I think it is rainy season. We had some rains today. Nice little nice little afternoon thunderstorm situation. Um, and uh, the, grass, the grass is looking better. That's all I have to say. I mean, life is good. Working hard, playing hard. Go Gators. Go Hoos. My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we also got some rain today uh, in the the beginning half. Yeah, need to need to green some things up that are looking a little crispy. Uh, It also brought the temps down, which is nice. Uh, So this seems to be like every Tuesday we've been rocking like mid 70s, which is I I'm very fine with that. Um, must be nice must be real quick it must be nice for the rain to bring the temps down where you live because i think here it just magnifies the temp situation yeah we, like we, had a weird, we had a weird rain come in like yesterday afternoon when it was 92 or 93 degrees and like i was i was walking in from getting checking my mailbox as the rain you could like hear it come in the trees so it was a yeah real quick mover but you would just get those whiffs of like wet pavement that was mm-hmm. just a thousand percent humidity. And you're like, Oh God, oh, yeah. I want to be done with this as soon as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, we survive. That's what we do here in the Valley. Um, I'm on twitter.com at Shank Jordan. The Omahoos are rolling as we speak. Uh, if, if this should somehow turn South, blame it on me. But uh, right. as for me and my house, we love coach O'Connor and the Hoos. Go who's Who else is here? It is I, Coach E. I'm glad to be back. Nothing more I enjoy than sitting here with you two talking about The Bachelor. Or anything at all, really. Um, also coming to you from Stewart, Florida. I'm back on the workout train, you know, after vacation and then the post-vacation avoidance of the gym. I'm back. And it's... it's uh, as miserable as I remember, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple back-to-back days uh, of, of real real punishment there by Coach Trav. Coach Trav has really given it to us. Oh. He, he uh, is paying us our consequences for missing so much you time. You did those good mornings yesterday? Mm-mm. Really? You skipped them? I didn't go yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Man, my, my, it's thick boy season. My butt cheeks are lit up. Jordan, you ever just you ever just get yourself an exercise band and do like a hundred good mornings? Nope. Nothing will nothing will make you 
just acutely aware of your hamstrings at all times, like doing that. But it's good for you. Posterior yeah. chain engagement. Sounds sounds like a lot. I I prefer the like five to ten minute lower body one of those stretch classes. <laughs> just bang one of those out on Peloton pretty much every day. Um, because you oh, know, gotta good. keep the hips fluid for my golf swing and right. You're an explosive swing. player. Yeah, I mean, gotta stay limber. Right. Merle Shank blessed me with a uh, husky trunk, a, a powerful core, if you will. Um, so oh, you know to, I will. I'm trying to <laughs> open that up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Really explore the possibilities. All the colors of the wind. Well, if you ever if you ever just really want to engage your posterior chain, just hit, you, hit, hit me up. There's one thing I love. It's posterior chain engagement. We can, just, we can sidebar and share notes on, on the posterior <laughs> chain engagement. Um, all right. What are, what are you guys drinking? Uh, I've got a big, like a big rig bottle of San Pellegrino sparkling natural mineral water. I'm back on my bubbly water BS, ladies and gentlemen. Um, fun, fun time is over. It's back to the grind. Do, um, have you had the, like, there's a, there's another bubbly water that people drink a lot. I think they sell it at Whole Foods. They sell it other places. It's like mountain mountain valley water or something it almost looks like it would be like a knockoff mountain dew just hmm. based on the bottle it's a big green glass bottle i don't know if you ever had that that's all right i haven't uh they're all, they're all more is another one i'd like to try at Ooh. some point spindrift is nice mina kimes is a big spindrift head which... uh, i had i had a spindrift the raspberry lime Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. that's so nice delightful. there's like three full raspberries in there and a squeeze of lime Ooh, it's better it actually has some fruit juice to it which is nice it's okay. not just like essence of fruit like uh like like a lacroix or like a whisper you know. of yes. flavor yeah like someone in a room suggested that they smelled strawberries and now i this water tastes like strawberries what do you got emily um i'm drinking an athletic brewing company wit's peak wit beer um it's a non-alcoholic beer i like to sprinkle these in throughout the week recommended by stacy shout out to stacy loyal listener of pod uh, sprinkle it in so you know I can enjoy my weekends. Um, it's only sixty-five calories and only fifteen grams of carbs. So, I mean, bring it on. I mean, a Miller Lite's only like ninety calories and two grams of carbs. Yeah. I also may have had a couple lunch beers today, so. I'm oh, the truth to, comes uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> End up, I may have consumed load. some lunch beers. <laughs> One point six lunch beers. Um. You know, sometimes you got to do it. When you're That's out okay. pounding the pavement consulting, you know, sometimes you got to have a lunch beer. Yeah. Right. Hey, I had a breakfast it, cookie. So. Yeah. And if it was with a client, you can expense and salad. it. So. And it was. <laughs> so this is a bingo. Free lunch. Did not pay for my lunch beers. All right. Uh, before I get in trouble and fired, let's keep it moving <laughs> here. Um, Emily, I love the way you facilitate these. Uh, this is what? This was episode three? Yeah. We're moving right along We're this season. We're moving right along. Katie doesn't mess around, and she doesn't. She's not afraid to cut some guys loose. Um, and so you know, I think that's a good thing, given the relative, I don't know, low budget feel that this mm-hmm. season sort of seems to have. Mm-hmm. She appears to listen to her heart when it's calling to her. <laughs> Stop. All right. Well, let's just go ahead and start at the top of the hour here with Carl's grenade. So we left off here last week. We picked it right back up. Um, so let's get into it. What'd you guys think? I mean, Carl's very clearly the worst. Yeah, he is the worst kind of person. First of all, 
And then he also like I just I just don't really have the time for your quasi motivational speaker types. Like he is Jordan. You put it well. He is the LinkedIn guy. That's like I think has, we really nailed the, he, yeah. the profiling we did. He has a premium LinkedIn account, and he makes his he weasels his way into your feed because he promotes his stuff somehow, and it's it's BS. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just just not I'm just not into it. I'm not into Carl and. He didn't even seem like he liked Katie. He just seemed like he wanted to defeat the the other guys. <laughs> defeat so. the oncomers. Yes. Yeah. I, no, I think, uh, again, I think we nailed our uh, analysis of him uh, in the limited time we got to know young Carl. Um, but I think um, this, <laughs> this kind of incident also brings up a point we've discussed in previous seasons where I wonder if like, if these guys or these girls get maybe some bonus money on the side for really stirring stuff up. Um, right. Like Carl did not seem super committed to his, uh, his bit after a while. Like once it, once it got torn apart by some of the smarter heads in the room, um, he kind of just like, wasn't, wasn't as forceful with it anymore. So I wonder if, if the producers have some sort of like, well, here's a bounty for whoever like does this. Um, But again, we'll never know those darned NDAs. Chris Harrison has all the secrets. He took them with him. It is $20 million. I love that theory though. It's not a bad theory. I I think it's got some merit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? Prove us wrong. They're welcome to prove us wrong. Show us, show us the tapes. Release the tapes. I just think his like whole strategy of like casting. I mean, it was a risky, it was a risky move, and it almost worked out for him, to be honest. Like that, which is which is crazy, but um, yeah. I mean, it just also seemed like a very crappy thing to do in general. Like he wasn't even like I can at least have some semblance of uh, acceptance for like the person who's just like straight up snitch. Right. Like at least usually they're just telling, they're telling the truth and like, they just come off as whiny. Like he didn't even do that. He just like, basically was like, this was his part of his strategy for getting a rose. It wasn't even, it wasn't even about anyone. It wasn't even necessarily true. Maybe. I don't know. But it was also like plausible enough that he could blame everyone but not anyone and yeah. just be like, listen, you guys need to come forward and say who it is. Like, I'm not putting anyone on blast. It's like, dude, you already did it. <laughs> like, he kept saying he wasn't putting anyone on blast, but it was like, well, I mean, you kind of put everyone on blast. So yeah. I suppose you're right. You didn't put one person on blast. You put them all equally on blast. But I don't know. It just – he he just, like I, – I really, really strongly disliked him, like, on, on, a, on a deep level. And also, like – veered on the side of just like toxic masculinity in the sense of like i'm gonna prey upon katie's vulnerability Mm -hmm. and like uh lie to her but then tell her to trust me to win a rose like totally taking advantage of her so well what really did it for me was when carl left the room and started airboxing yeah Yeah, i wonder if they put him up to that also just to add fuel to jordan's no, I can totally see. You could do see. something totally douchey in the other room by yourself. That'd be great. Carl, show us how you usually, you know, work out your frustrations. Oh, yeah. God. No, that's like he's done that routine a million times 
in hotel ballrooms before he goes on to speak to the Cutco people and like tell them, <laughs> tell them how to reach diamond level next month. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Well, all of this culminated in Mike P, our hero of the night, Sweet. unifying the men. Sweet Mike P. Willing to fall on his own sword to go to Katie. Well, no, he wasn't. He, he you pointed out that he, he was strategic about it. Well, he, you you don't let me get things out all the way. Okay. Is what I was gonna say is like he was willing to fall on his own sword, but typically that doesn't work out in Bachelor Nation. We've talked about this many times before. Usually, it's a bad mood. It's a bad mood to go to the lead and tell them what to do and who to pick. But Mike played it smart. He got his rose, and then he told Katie, "Smart move." (laughs) Yeah. Let me let me secure this on my jacket, and now I will bring this up. I also had the thought that Mike was the perfect guy to make that pitch because oh, yeah. I feel like he bought a lot of trust points in the way he had his uh, virginity reveal during during the during... sex uh, talent show, if you will, <laughs> in the previous episode. What a, what a string of words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why I got into this podcasting biz, yeah, and so I can right. put those type of sentences together. Um no, but I think like I think he was genuine enough in that moment to where he bought some cachet of like yes. whatever I say will land in future conversations with Katie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, basically, what he did was he came forward and he told Katie that all the men as a unit are have talked about what Carl did, and uh, Carl Carl's actually the liar, and we want to just present that to you as a unit. He said like as a unit three times, which was awesome. We really, are unified. Really love this. that. We're unified <laughs> as a unit. Uh, um, I They used to call me the big unit back in back when I was playing baseball. And yet Katie still felt the need to ask all the men, like you all feel this way. I'm like what does unified mean? Right. You all feel, do you all feel this way? And everybody's like, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so first of all, also, Mike P. Trey, Trey had some great moments this episode, yeah. especially when going at Carl at the beginning. He, Jordan, are you familiar with Richard Johnson from uh, the, uh, yeah. the he, he's got, the he's Twitter got a lot of, yes, yeah. yeah, from the Twitter show, he's got a lot of Richard Johnson energy. Um, and I, I'm not just saying this because he's a black guy. I, I truly believe like they're, the, the way that they like their affect and mm-hmm. their ranting is very, very similar. I like it a lot. Anyhow, go on. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that um, Mike P shows us that, like, this is what can happen when you watch the tape, boys and girls. You know, take some notes, learn how to do it better, improve your game. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike P. Yes. Uh, so Katie then, like, leaves the room to go get advice or whatever from Tasha and Caitlin, which, where have they been this whole time? They're <laughs> not out there, like, talking to the guys, figuring out what's up, like, Come on, ladies, up your game. They also give her zero advice. I mean, yeah. yet again, like I love, love, love Tasha on my screen, but I mean, they are not helpful in the slightest. Go ahead, Jordan. Caitlin, well, Caitlin's uh, monologue, I guess, was so funny because it was just like. The great thing about this is that it's your decision to make. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I I was expecting her to say the great thing is about this is. It has nothing to do with me, so I can't tell you what to do or take responsibility for any of these choices. Like, you're on your own. 
right. it was it was a pretty backhanded like you go out there and make a decision as a strong independent woman katie but i'm not and, and, helping and, you out here right and then they throw out they throw out the useless like but we're here to back you up <laughs> like okay yeah. thanks i'm glad you guys are here to back what does that mean i mean oh yeah. oh Hilarious. would have been helpful would have been like okay katie let's pull you aside and show you the director's cut of some of the stuff that's going on in the house so you can make an informed decision that would have been yeah. helpful let's and show you carl carl shadow boxing in the room next to us right yeah now, sweating Let, let's see if you want to give a rose to a shadow boxer real quick <laughs> uh yeah anyhow i mean did you you got any thoughts on like i just i'm very confused by the utilization i i know r.i.p chris harrison and all that but like the utilization of taisha and this other chick are just not it's not it's, good. it's, it's a little wonky they're, they're not actually like hosting right you now yeah um anyways i i kind of feel like we just either utilize them more or don't have them on at all yeah certainly don't do this like behind the scenes like we're here to support you in only in word only also, <laughs> no other way. Also, maybe you don't dress Katie in like a really putrid green dress, and then make her stand next to Caitlin and Tasha because don't yeah, wow. don't put them in better dresses than yeah, not not good. Not good. I mean, you yeah. even had some green eyeshadow going on. It was it was tough. So yeah, so far, I mean, listen, I, I assume they get to like do some. They have some Import, agency, right? from what I understand. Even like, better. there is a fashion director, I guess you could say, on the show who like dresses what? the. Was it but... Chris Harrison? Did they get fired with Chris? Because I mean, I don't know what's going on this. Season. Well, I think it's one of those things like they present them with options, and then Katie ultimately gets to pick. But Katie has like, I can't remember if on her social media or if she said this on that season. Like, she's just not someone who has ever taken much interest in like fashion or doesn't have much fashion sense. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she could use a little more handholding and maybe somebody could have helped steer her. In somebody some like Taysha. Better someone, yeah. Someone like say Taysha and, and what's her right. name? Caitlin. Yes. Yes. Cause I feel like, okay. I'm just going to say it. it's going to be me. I feel like she's doing the thing where she probably is a girl who like probably doesn't get dressed up a whole lot and that's okay. But then maybe like, let her wear what she's comfortable in, but it just feels a little too much like a girl who doesn't usually like go glam, who's trying to be glam, and it's not working, if that makes sense. Like, I'd rather see the girl like sense. come in some jeans and some vans and a t shirt if that's what you're comfortable in, because it's you, versus like trying to maybe fit this mold that doesn't quite fit you. I mean, Does jeans and vans and t shirt is a little extreme, but yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, not to the rose there. Yeah, but, but like, I'm, well, okay, no. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I do think there's a version even of like dressing up that she probably is more comfortable with than sparkly. Like, and listen, dress. I'm I'm on record as saying this: one arm dresses don't do it for me. Yeah, I, just, I don't like it. It's not a good look. I think any asymmetrical dress, whether it's like a one sleeve number or like one side is slightly longer than the other, it's like a then I can deal with you. more than the one sleeve thing. One yeah, sleeve still... thing really throws me off. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, Dwight Howard? Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Remember when Nike, this is also a college football podcast. Remember when Nike released those, like, those dry fit shirts years oh. ago that, that had the sleeves were different colors? Oh, the jerseys? No, the, like, undershirts, the, like, base layer. Oh, but they went, they went, they released them when they released, like, Florida War and Virginia Tech War, those 
Shirts so like are like one sleeve would be white and the other yes. the rest of the shirt would be orange or whatever and yes. some guys would cut them off that's what it always reminds me of yeah no that's very true there's a classic picture of chris leak because i think florida wore them for the georgia game and yeah. like they just had like one giant shoulder was orange and then they wore those dry fit shirts underneath like the orange sleeve blue sleeve terrible looking like awful really bad you know what I'll, I'll bring it up okay thank you we appreciate your service um anyhow we said goodbye to Kyle, Garrett, John, and yes, indeed, Carl. Mm. Um, we had a very awkward goodbye where Carl just kind of stood in front of Katie with his back turned towards her yeah, and weird. then just walked out. No hug, no goodbye, just left. Yeah, really strange. Again, makes me wonder, like, was, was he just – so over the show already that he just didn't want to engage anybody or was he just kind of like embarrassed by like, well, I took, I took the, the drama bonus and now, now <laughs> I'm done. So I, I'm just gonna, he, I'm just gonna exit stage left. He did the like exceedingly confident, like, I'm just not going to leave thing. And then like, I think he was just really like embarrassed and he should have been. Yeah. But yeah, but it was a bad luck all around. But hey, I mean, know. I would have been embarrassed if I pulled a trunk too, you know. <laughs> hey, ooh. he he had zero. He had zero like redeeming moments. Um, it seemed pretty unlikable from the get go. Evidently, had an eighteen minute long speech on why he was going to be the best lover. So yeah, that's a lot. I am a, slightly disappointed we didn't get like an outro package from him, you know, like in a limo, leaving, <laughs> like breaking it down, finding a way to like blame everyone else and not himself. Like I really was, I was waiting for it. I was hoping for it, but you know what? It's okay. He also strikes me as the kind Good of guy that would, I would like to see in paradise because yep. I think he I still would want be to see him in paradise. tremendous, just unbearable and like, he would, but he would con someone into like keeping him around for long enough, and he would definitely, like, you know, he'd be the cam emotionally abuse like big old what's that guy's name? What's his name Clay. Clay, <laughs> yeah, he'd uh, walk all big, over Clay. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you'd have to cast the, uh, you'd have to be careful about how you cast females and like not not put any like really uh, weak weak ones out there in paradise for him, <laughs> for him to try and th like just walk all over basically. Sure. Because I think that's a real possibility. <laughs> but I would like to see Carl in paradise. I'm just saying. Yes. I think, oh, I think absolutely. Carl in paradise would be tremendous content. I would feel bad for the girls, but this is tremendous content. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Let's keep moving. All right. Let's get into the group date. So. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, wow, where'd even be again? Well, the day was hosted by Nick Vial. Um, I guess, I mean, kind of. I think they were trying to bed. do a mix of like, so Nick Vial also has a podcast where it's kind of like a give love and romance advice, slash also be super vulnerable, like kind of trying to play off of armchair expert a little bit. So I kind of think that's maybe why they had him facilitate this group date. But anyway, the guys get a date card. And the first <laughs> the first disturbing part was how up in arms the men got that the card did not say love Katie or even heart Katie. Did it say heart Katie? Why didn't it say heart Katie? <laughs> it doesn't say love Katie? It just says dot, dot, dot. Can you confirm? Did someone confirm? 
Yeah, that was dumb. Do you think that was real? Or do you think someone was like, I think that was hey, a bit produced. Hey, guys, check it out. There's no Jeremy little kitty on there. He wants to say something about that. Yeah. It seemed a little producey to me. But anyway, we get to just this room with a circle of chairs, and Nick is holding a clipboard, and immediately I just started saying, oh, no. Oh, no. And uh, my biggest fears were realized, in which they tried to do, like, a mock group therapy on a dating reality TV show without a therapist in sight. So yeah, Emily, Emily's, hackles, Emily's hackles were way up. Uh, way, yeah. way up during this. I thought this was borderline unwatchable. It was terrible. Borderline unethical. Yeah, borderline oh, unethical. Sure. Everyone, sit in a circle and tell me about your worst moment. I, I get what we're going for, and the show is big on conflating, like, me sharing information with, like, you know, us getting getting deep right which is you know common in many parts of our culture but um yeah it just seemed like i mean you think these guys were like oh sweet date group date so 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 we get so real with katie right now and share my heart with her excited (laughs) yeah there's just a lot of like snotting dudes that were like crying and i mean i don't um Emily, you there's one in particular that stood out to you. That's us. That's waiting for the end. Okay, like, we'll that's part of the game notes. <laughs> Sorry, the game. Yeah, Emily's game notes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we did have some interest. So basically, like the prompt was, "I want to know all your red flags." So it's like put it out on the table. What would be some of the wrong reasons that you're here? When have you cheated in past relationships? Like, yeah. And uh, so some of the highlights from that, we have Hunter, who takes the lead. Evidently, uh, Hunter's got two kids. Yeah, we knew that. Jordan knew that when he drafted him. He yep. knew what he was getting into. I did my I homework. Know. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, so as part of Team Jordan, and uh, do you want to break down the tape for us, Jordan? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't really remember a whole lot from Hunter. Um, I, I think his, his, the gist of his thing was like, he became a workaholic while he was married and it like, it tore down the relationship and it tore down the thing he was trying to build up, I think was the line. Um, great summary. Yeah. Yeah. It, It was I mean, like, that's a real thing. Absolutely. Not trying to minimize, like, how real that can be. Right. But um, I think just overall, like, this type of situation, it puts people in a weird place because it's like, okay, well, the guy before me shared this. So, like, now I have to out outshare him to make yes. an impression. Or, like, I have to share something deeper or more shocking more salacious yeah, yeah right. or else i'll get forgotten so like i came away from the just watching this take place in general not just hunter thinking like i think it's good that they're trying to prompt those types of conversations with the bachelorette and her suitors um but that's not the the time or the place to do it in yeah it was very reminiscent of Tasha's painting date with the guys yep. where they were all like trying to be like out vulnerable each other. <laughs> <laughs> like 
oh, my trauma is bigger than your trauma. Yeah. And it's just really icky. Um, very uncomfortable. <laughs> also, we all saw what that did to Jason after Claire's season. I still don't think that man is okay. So, you yeah. know, we might Mama need to, got, like, Mama got toe up take that. a pause here, <laughs> Bachelor Nation, and, like, look in the mirror a little bit, reevaluate. Again, let's Maybe watch Maybe hire games. a licensed mental health professional like one of our pod Uh I'm for hire. Happy to come in and lead some group discussions. Generate some billables for the team. Also, one thing that stood out before we get to the next big reveal here in this group, um, there's a lot of talk on like, oh, like Greg had to be the first date in order for us to get to know Katie better and like know about her dad. And because Greg's dad died too, like production, like put him on that date. But we also learned on this group date, that Aaron's dad also passed away, I believe, by stroke. And that was interesting to me. Like, oh, like, it's interesting that Aaron's story doesn't necessarily, like, we're not seeing it produced in a way where it's, like, bonding him more to Katie. True. Mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron, though, has, is a little more, he runs a little hotter than He's Greg. stepped into a different role. Yes. I like Aaron though, dude. I like he is such a necessary character for this, and yes. he is he is down for it. He he does not mind hating you to your face, and I'm I'm in on the realness. Love it. It's just what did he tell the one guy? It's like I would prefer if you pretend like you don't know me. He's like I could do that. It's like good. <laughs> I'm just like thank you. I would prefer that. So, uh, so many great well, exchanges from Aaron. A lot of He's we had a lot of great team. looks from Justin this episode. Yes, Aaron with some great zingers and Trey. With some a great, lot of great like, narrators. Ex- exclaim- exclamations. Yes. Interjections, if you will. I would agree with that. Thank we you. need them. We yeah. need them to stick around to basically narrate the show for us. Keep it alive. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so Team Logan, Connor B. Break down the tape for your boy here. Oh, God. Connor B. This is, well, yeah. Connor B. starts in and, first of all, is wearing just... He looks like Logan after Logan has had like eleven beers. Like that is that is the eleven beer wedding. Logan look. Eleven sweaty, sweaty, <laughs> glazed over, sh- shirt unbuttoned to navel. Okay, this is the decision he made to go to the group date in this outfit, which is shock. Bit of an a bit of an interesting math teacher decision, anyway. Um, but he so he like really builds up this story, like something really. I mean, basically, the, the long and short of the story is there was some unscrupulous behavior by him. He did some drinking and some drugs, and he, uh, quote-unquote, blew up his whole life in one night, cheated on his girlfriend. Okay? Pretty much exactly the kind of thing that Katie's asking you to share for this. So, like, you know, he gets good marks for uh, fulfilling the goal <laughs> of, of the... Of the uh, the day he here, assignment, but like he built it up. Like I thought he was gonna say he like murdered a hooker. Yeah. Like I mean, it or like or there was like he he beat his girlfriend or and and not saying that like cheating on a girlfriend is like I'm not letting him off the hook here. But right. it's like I'm <laughs> just saying in the grand scheme of like all the directions it's gonna go. I dark. thought it was gonna be like criminal. I thought there was gonna be yeah. some criminal activity yeah. that he took part in. And it was going to be like, yeah, and I, you know, I did three years in the clink because I, you know, well, or I, he's I, like, I, I did some things that I can't talk about because the statute of limitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I, I, you know, we got charged with manslaughter. So 
Anyhow, um, that, that was all this to say, <laughs> felt, felt a little encouraged coming out of that, that uh, nothing really, 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 truly terrible happened. And, and it sounds like, you know, that was, a, that was a trying time for him. There was some learning that was done along the way. We all have, we all have these moments that you got to learn from. So, um, but yeah, that was, that was interesting. Uh, also, Team Logan was our guy, Thomas. Yeah. Wait, while, before we move off of Connor B, um, I yeah. want to take a moment to uh, m- just kind of share an observation. I I tend to to come up with a lot of he looks like comparisons. Right. Um, this is an actual, actually, he sounds like. Um, so <laughs> Connor B's voice, the way he sounds, the way he speaks, rhythm, all that stuff, reminds me of Jesse Eisenberg a little bit. Oh. oh, so it's like, okay. and it and it might be more exaggerated because of the other guys that he's in the house with and speaking, you know, relative to their voices. But whenever he pipes up and starts talking, it's like, am I watching the Social Network or am I watching like Zombie Land or whatever? You know, just that kind of meek like voice. I was also getting, and I know our audience, not everyone's going to relate to this, but Gary from Beep, there was one point in the episode yeah. where, like, I think it was when Mike yeah, P was episode. trying to recruit everyone, and Connor B's line, and he said it in that similar, out the side of his mouth, he's just like, yes, so I guess we need to put our money where our mouth is. And it was like, <laughs> I was like oh my god, it's Gary. <laughs> and just even the way he is around Katie, just like, super obsessed with her i'm like oh my god someone get this man a, a leviathan get him, and the leviathan. Like, get him the back. please please get him the back anyway all right so thomas yeah i mean thomas is clearly um a shyster at this point <laughs> he has established himself as the chief shyster now that carl has vacated the scene thomas is the chief shyster thomas is too honest uh and he he is doing he doesn't answer questions. He's doing all the Le- Luke he's P. Doing greatest all- hits. Yes, yes. He's doing all the Luke P. Greatest hits. And he's very much like, I'm just, the, the, the attraction that I have for you right now is so real. I, I just, uh, every moment we spend together, I feel this. It's like the magnetic poles of the earth are pushing us together. And it's like, holy he's moly. Always like, he's showing his teeth. When he's yeah, he's like, always oh, overselling oh, how much. Yeah, he and Anna should get together. Great DNTs on this. <laughs> we have, we have children, was great. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean that—that's all aside. He kind of launches in with this sort of meandering uh, speech about how he has tons of red flags, which old old strategy, Cotton. Um, <laughs> and and then and it doesn't really touch on them, and then kind of like rushes over things that he thinks are red flags and i mean i don't know it's just it's very salesy it's very um disingenuous is that a disingenuine is that the word um so uh, i don't know he's just he's just weird and then he gets pushed on it later in the episode and like he doesn't really do a great job of of rebounding or or even just saying like what his red flags are like you know I, i don't actually think Here's the thing. I think there is a way for him to maybe say, yeah, uh, when I, when I, he did a poor job of selling the fact that he likes Katie. Um, 
more than he wants to be the bachelor. All right. Yeah. And I think you can say, I think there's space. We're not all, we're, no, none of us are dumb, right? Like guys go on the show because like, it is a, it is a, a good way to get famous. And, you know, I think he gave some credence to that, but he gave too much credence to that and not enough credence to like, but I really like Katie now. And like, so this is throwing it all on its head. Like, I think he could have spun that into more of a win for him than he did. And he did not. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. he, he almost like doubled down on, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I was here for a platform and, you know, figured, you know, maybe, maybe it'd be, I could be the bachelor or something like that. And it's like, oof, you know, the fact you can't say that, uh, in, in the manner that he did. I'm doing a poor job of explaining this, not unlike Thomas did a poor job of <laughs> explaining all of his stuff, but it was just, uh, it just seemed weird. Um, he seemed nervous. No. Explaining it. No. You don't think he was nervous? No. I think he. You don't think all that chatter was nervous chatter? No. Okay. I think it read more as avoidant, and also at the same time, like, uh, what word am I looking for? Like, not manipulative, but like almost like he knew what he was doing. He was what saying the word? all the Ob- things. Ob- calculated. He was obfuscating. Obfuscate. So it was definitely like to me it came off less as nervous and like let me say all the things without saying anything. Yeah. Like I'm gonna say all the yeah. things that sound right and put me in a good light while also still like trying to be vulnerable because that's what's key, but always like kind of slightly it. And um, continually reminding her that we have just such a strong draw and he's just so thankful she's yeah. here in the day. It read more to me oh. like less again, like less is nervous, more calculated and kind of cocky, honestly. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's plenty of that. Yeah. Jordan, did you have any uh, unique thoughts on Thomas, the Thomas, the tank engine experience? <laughs> no, it was, uh, I, I just think like it, it certainly played out in his head way differently than it played out when, yes. when, when the ball got rolled out on the court, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the interesting things was like when they kind of, a day or two later when they're all in in the horseshoe made of couches and and love seats in the house and trey's like dude you are like you are so smart and you're so good at this and that's what pisses me off about like how like i don't think he was super smart about it like he yeah he didn't i think a super smart person would have executed whatever that that strategy was much slicker and in a way that like didn't didn't cause Katie to kind of perk up and like, what is actually going on here? Cause she caught yeah. on to it pretty quick and like pushed back on it really, really well. I thought, um, but I think if he was, if he was actually good at that, yeah. um, it, it would have maybe gone better for him. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I was kind of trying to get at. Like, I, I do think that there is space to, to say that maybe you had some like I don't know wrong reasons type intentions coming well, in. I had okay, and maybe it's how like, I think this is one of thing, this is one of the. But even last week, well, actually, the past two weeks, any of his encounters with Katie have he's not he doesn't say anything. Of course, he yeah. just says like all the things about how I have a connection with you, and I feel like things are meant to be. So now, when you have the lens that you thought you could be the bachelor. 
it's hard to buy that you've now pivoted That's true. and thought that, oh no, like Katie, I'm actually interested because to be bachelor, you do kind of know from watching the show's history, you have to make it far enough along to even be a candidate. So for me, it's just hard to really buy that versus had he been someone that had maybe been a little bit more open or just, I hate to use some of these words, but just like real and not just blowing smoke up her ass the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'd be a little easier for me to say like, oh, like this just came across bad. But that's where I'm coming with like, no, it just all seems very calculated. Do you think... Do you think I mean, yeah, you what, watched what the the Jed Wyatt experience and thought like, well, I, I just better like, I just better get this out on the table now so yes. it doesn't come up episode 10. And like, maybe, maybe he thought, again, I think he thought it would be received a lot better than it was. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just think he also was, it was, the execution was poor and meandering and rambling and, like I said, Emily, that's a good point. I mean, he, it, it, I can see where, I mean, obviously you can't just cruise in there day one and be like, oh, also I'm here because I, I would like to have a, a platform, you know, like that's not the kind of real I think you're asking for either, right? Because no right. one's going to do that. But certainly looking back to then at all your interactions with the guy where he continuously just like slices yeah. size, you up and yeah. says. Uh, but she does it. So I'm also a little disappointed in Katie. Because then at the cocktail party, at first she pushed back a bit. Like, yeah. okay, like I'm flattered, but you're not really answering the question or it still feels like you're avoiding, whatever. She pushed back. But then when he did the like classic weird lurking thing while someone else was talking to Katie and finally sat down Aaron. with her. It was Aaron. He's like, my guy, Aaron. Who spoke up again? He's all like, yeah, so fear and falling in love are like the same thing. And oh my gosh, that was so lame. And whatever Straight string of, of freaking words and cliches he used, I bet like Carl Katie, gave him that one. definitely in his motivational speech <laughs> he gave him ahead of time. Good Carl on speed dial. But it just seemed to like work. Like Katie was charmed, and it was almost like all is forgiven. And I'm really disappointed. He's got um, he's got a likable face, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. Yes. Strong features. So now, kind of jumping ahead, and then we'll get to our next date. Uh, this episode kind of ended with similar vibes as last week, where it appears that the men are trying to unify against Thomas. There might be another, someone's got to tell Katie, we got to get this guy out of here, which could be kind of dangerous, because then it could start reading a little survivorist. Survivor S. We're gonna vote someone off the island and not give Katie the choice to do that. We will unionize and start thinning our herd by ourselves, and you don't get to make the choices. We this is our show now. Yep, it could really backfire. Well, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, Katie doesn't get to choose. I mean, Mm -hmm. she could have kept Carl if she wanted to. Mm -hmm. That would have been wild. But I'm saying it could swing to where like Hannah Brown would almost over like instead of like listening maybe to oh. some of the guys concerned she'd swing to the like you don't trust me or trust my opinion on things Tasha did that a little bit too i am yeah i'm a strong woman i can make my own yeah. my own decisions and you don't know him like i know him yeah like no they know him way better than yeah. you know him because they spent all their time with him <laughs> so, hannah i hate to break it to you looks the worst 
All right. Um, All right. Moving on to a uh, lovelier note, a more like lighthearted yeah. part of the episode, I guess you could say. Uh, we have Michael's one-on-one date. Uh, ahead of the date, he had opened up to some of the guys at the house about how he was nervous to share his story. They were just posted up at the gym, too. Just some dudes. Guys get a quick pump. The, like, foot-raised platform outside with yes. just a ton of dumbbells on it. I say it's interesting that, like, we almost always, during The Bachelorette, get some kind of uh, gym scene from the guys. Like, oh, they've been working out. There's equipment laying around. We hardly ever get that on The Bachelor. Yeah. And these girls, are, I'm sure, are working out. Huh? Yeah, but I feel like it would be creepy to watch. It's it is seen as creepier to watch girls work out. But we're not watching I mean, the guys work out. They're alluding Brazilian to the fact that they've bands. worked out. Yeah, they're, anyway. we're seeing them in the context of the weights. Dude, we got a lot of footage of Clay working out on Paradise. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Of, uh, and, and of like what's grunt. her name gawking at Clay and grunting out. Yeah. Ah, ah, ah. He's like, okay, all right. That went on like 10 seconds too long, but <laughs> could do without that. <laughs> I just love, I just love Clay. I just love also, Clay as a character. Right? And Clay. Also, does this, does this entire Hyatt resort that they're at in New Mexico not have its own facility that they can use? Like they just had to build them a makeshift. I mean, I guess you're, you're getting your bronze and your pump in at the same time, but. Like, Isn't it cold? I mean, they were out there like short, like sleeve cutoffs and and shorts. That's true. It's a desert. I'm sure there's like extremes where you have some days like that probably, yeah. Yeah. Get out there in the heat of the day and get your pump on. Right. Yeah. Anyway, back to Michael. Uh, We have dune buggy date, which culminates into a picnic. He does a good job on the picnic of like sharing a little bit of his story, but also kind of making it about Katie before really. Dude, he crushes it. Oh, he, he crushed he it. He did. He crushed the whole date. Yep. I, I mean, mean they has a, there been a, a more likable, like a more likable run, like twenty minute run no. in Bachelor history? I I was. He had a great date. Great. It was enjoyable to watch. They had a makeout session that wasn't like super i mean none of them are great to watch but it wasn't like <laughs> oh god there's a lot of like head like it definitely like hitting bumping teeth like yeah he grabbed her butt at one point he's like go ahead michael you know um but yeah just a pleasant dude a dude that seems to have his like life together um things have like tremendous perspective on yes i mean granted he lost his wife like terrible yes. right and yep. he's still like clearly that is a heartbreaking thing to talk about and it's like exceedingly sad but he he does a really good job of like talking about like how that like shaped him shapes him and, and plays forward in his life and you know and like the opportunities that he still has instead of like the things he lost yeah which I, I i really appreciated actually that was really cool yeah i also love what he said like a couple of things that he said that um I thought read, oh, yeah, this is someone who actually has life experiences and understands mm-hmm. love. One thing he talked about was, like, no, an engagement is just the start, right? Like, kind of pointing to, oh, The Bachelor, it's always building to this engagement. And then it's like, oh, like, that's the climax, so to speak. And it's like, no. Oh, so yeah, uh-huh. 
But no, it's like the story continues. But also another thing he said that I really liked was that um, he and Katie, like he would find a way for their story to still be unique after she had shared like, yeah, like, I mean, in so many words, she said that can be kind of a burden to hear, like stepping into those shoes, right? The love of your life passing away. And she's like, but I also would never want you to feel like you couldn't continue to love her, you know? And I thought that was beautiful on Katie's part to acknowledge that and also great on his to mention like, and I would still find a way of making our love story unique and ours. And I was like, wow, beautifully said. Yeah. He, he strikes me as definitely a guy who has done the, the hard work after the the trauma and like really gotten in there and whatever therapy or whatever stuff he had to go through but he like he very much seems to be someone who has learned healthy ways to compartmentalize to process all of that um because like the point you made emily about Mm -hmm. how Katie brought up not not wanting to be compared to his his first mm-hmm. wife or or whatever like that in and of itself I think requires the the person who was widowed to be healed to a point to where they're not doing the comparing so it's yeah. like Katie doesn't have to worry about Michael doing the comparing because she knows he's he's healed beyond that so like yeah. that's that says a lot about him, I think. Yeah. And the fact that he can still love and cherish his wife who passed away without doing that comparison. Mm-hmm. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. So anyway, I mean they cried together. It was just so beautiful. And then like Katie definitely did that thing of like the best way you can describe it is almost that freak out moment you have when you're kind of like oh my god this might be it like this might be my Uh person yeah and it like took her by surprise i think i thought i was like oh that's interesting like her Mm -hmm. reaction seemed very like a a genuine reaction you would witness when witnessing someone's love story i think yeah like that was the first time she was sitting down with that idea and like really unpacking it It like oh (laughs) oh boy here we go (laughs) yeah yeah so anyway, My, um, this this gentleman has interesting uh, facial hair. Like it it is very thick, but Super it is very in... it's very low. Yeah. Like it comes in low and then yeah. connects. I I was very I was intrigued by that. It hugs the jawbone. Yes, but not much else. Nature's chin strap and goatee. Definitely a man who looks better with some facial stubble or facial hair. Yes. Yeah. Not not like. The hottest dude that's ever been on this show. No. Emily, you pointed out that uh, he like is has strong could be the next Bachelor candidate. Vibes. Yeah. If if he, whoa, there's some intense lightning. There's awesome outside. lightning going on outside <laughs> nice. right now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I kind of get the vibe. Like if he's if he and Katie do not end up together, I could see him being the next Bachelor. Tough news for Thomas. Tough news for Thomas to. to <laughs> well, they could do. So you know, they could name co-bachelors like they've done with oh, with Katie and Michelle. CBs. No, Thomas will be on Paradise. Michael will be the next bachelor. Thomas will be on Paradise. Just Thomas and Carl. 
Bash Bros. For life. <laughs> Bash Bros. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the episode. Yeah, so Michael's one-on-one went really well. And then, um, I mean, we had a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end. The, the bros were confronting Thomas, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, we're going to see how that goes. Uh, Emily, just adding on to what you said about the the Thomas confrontation, uh, you know, survivor kind of thing. I think she likes Thomas more than I she liked think, Carl. Yeah, I think she <laughs> so, likes being... She likes stroked. being liked by Thomas. Yes. Everybody likes to be stroked a little. It's the feeling being desired. I yeah. think she likes the feeling more than she actually likes him. Sure, but I think that's kind of indi- that's kind of how the show goes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. So anyhow, it'll be interesting to see if they actually do that and they pull the we think Thomas is full of and needs to leave. Um, if she's like, well, no, I want him to stay around because there's. I have unresolved feelings and I need to, I need to get to the bottom of why he's here. And he's well, and here also like I right need reasons. to reclaim my position as captain of this ship. Right. And not let you guys try and steer the boat around. True. Mm-hmm. All right, Emily, special segment up next. Emily's game notes. Yes. I have some game notes for some of our players. Some of these we touched on, so I'll skip around a little bit. So my first game note goes to our producers. When centering a group date around vulnerability, provide some tissues. The Bachelorette had a snot rocket moment. It was not attractive. I definitely rewound the tape to make sure it was a snot rocket and not a tear and can confirm. Yeah, it blasted right out of her nose hole. Mm -hmm. Great sponsorship opportunity, too. You want to get any number of brands that produce facial tissue. Your logo here. Charmin. Kleenex with maybe some aloe. They are in the desert. Yeah. Little lotion yeah. infused. Puffs moisturizing, you know. Um, Hunter. Uh, my note for Hunter is that, uh, buddy, your advantage is the element of surprise. Uh, because if you can have a pet bird named Zazu and a super aggro sleeve, I mean, play to your strengths. Yeah, the sleeve tattoo came out of nowhere. Oh. I mean, full color, Business too. tattoo, right? The most like, shocking part of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Stays stays hidden until it's also, time to not be hidden. Big arms on that guy, too. Dude, that guy's ripped. When he wrestled last week, wow. Got some sick pythons. I mean, cool. It was no, it was no Cody versus, uh, Cody versus Aaron, shredded. right? shredded. Okay. That was some big, those were some big country boys going at it right there. Some big dudes. Mike P., your tie should hit at or just above your waistband, not your belly button. And no, wearing a jacket does not make an excuse for that. <laughs> Jesse Palmer called. He wants his tie back. <laughs> Um, and then we kind of already alluded to this one, but it stands to be repeated. Connor B. Just like there's such a thing as unbuttoning too many buttons, there's also such a thing as providing a disclaimer. Um, and then, you know, Aaron and Justin, just keep giving me what you're giving me. Because the camera loves you, the audience loves you, and uh, I need more of it. I thought I was going to kind of hate Aaron, especially after he was like, uh, Mr. Like, dude, bro, I don't like you. Uh, so get on my face in episode yeah. one with zero context, but he is really coming around for me. Really, really liking the energy he's bringing to this episode. I mean, to this to this series. Right yeah. So I'm I'm still a little hesitant to go full in on Team Aaron, just because sure. I worry. Like I, he's he's approaching the sun very quickly. 
Oh, he in definitely terms, is. In terms of likability, because like my worry for Aaron is that he's picked the right guys to bag on this. That so that's the yeah. thing is that he's just gonna get on this heater of like, well, I was right about the guy week one, and I was right about Thomas, and I was right about Carl. So like any other snap judgment that I start feeling like I'm right, and I he's just Katie's gonna get super country. pissed when he like has an issue with Connor, the math teacher. Yeah, he's like, gonna be oh. like, bro, he doesn't even know quadratic equations like how how can you marry such a simpleton bro i don't like it whereas some other contestants on the show have given off the vibe that they've worked through their trauma with some therapy aaron gives off the vibe that he still has some unresolved anger about his dad dying he and he just like just doesn't care you know that's what he does yeah. uh, what did you say he's got he seems like a guy that maybe went to arizona state or Florida State. Or Florida State, you know, yeah. birds of a feather, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there, there is some some uh, Brooks Kepka there. Yeah, super tan. Yep. Probably yep. mashes. Let's face it. You know, yep. it's bombs. Um. All right, gentlemen. Obviously, well, I personally think that Michael's date caused some shakeups. Uh. So, any changes in your top four leaderboard? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember who I mentioned last week, so this is all going to be fun. And fresh, <laughs> a fresh new leaderboard. Let's hear it, Jordan. Who you got? Uh, I would go, at this point, I would go Michael. I would go Connor B. I would say uh, maybe Andrew S. I think mm-hmm. he like he didn't get a lot of time this episode, but I think uh, – I think we're looking for more of him. He's the He's football the British player. British accent guy. Uh, British accent. I think, unfortunately, we're going to be hearing more accents. Uh, it's okay. And I don't know. I don't know Gr- about a Greg. Fight. Oh, Greg. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg's still. Yeah. There. I mean, yeah, Greg. I think Greg's one of those guys. It's like safe for a while. Yeah, I think it could be Greg and Michael. Top two. Wow. Um, and then I agree with Andrew S and Connor B. Andrew S, really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not seeing that as much, but maybe that's just out of out of uh, out of sight, out of mind kind of situation. Couple lips down. What do we think about um, old old Virgin Mike? He's a charming guy. See, yeah, I seems like, like one of the sweetest dudes. Like, yeah, I'd like I to see more of him friend. just in general. I, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I need to see more of him like as Katie's lover. You know? Yeah, he seems just like a really solid dude that you would want in your friend group for sure. Yes, but maybe he's not built for the final four of this it's, season. It's not built. He's not built different. That's, no. that's what they would say. All right, Emily. Who do we think goes home next week? I think it might be the end of the road for Courtney. And I'm a little, yeah. I'm disappointed because although we did see a shot of Courtney with no shirt on in the pool in the preview. So we haven't so, gotten that yet. Yeah, yeah. So you would sense the reason maybe he stays around. Um, Could be any number of guys from my team, honestly. Like I was, <laughs> I was surprised I kept as many as I did from the last rose ceremony. Yeah, a clean was, a clean sweep for Team Logan though on on rose ceremony one. I was, I was like, I was surprised uh, Andrew M stayed, and I was surprised that uh, the other Connor stayed. Yeah. Don't know yes. what they're bringing to the table. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, the other Connor, Andrew, scroll down for me. Uh, oh, what about James the Box Guy? Yeah. He, has, hmm. he hasn't brought a lot of sauce. <laughs> Did you see what Jared Fried said about it? I said it to you. Oh, I can Fried see Josh going. said about on. him, he's like, this guy always looks like he is just talking to his fellow hitmen about how they're going to off the main character of the movie or something. <laughs> it's so true. He showed up, Emily, where was James the Box Guy? Showed up in that black with a jacket on top to the, was it the, the cocktail party? Mm -hmm. He looked ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He looked like Steven Seagal. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, just not a good look. Like, like vintage Steven Seagal, like I under siege one. I think you can't do vintage. same color jacket with the turtleneck. I think you gotta use the turtleneck as a bit of a contrast. Oh, for jacket. sure. And Otherwise, his hair is just, turtleneck. his hair, like his hair is so plaited against well, his head too. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an aggressive look. Like I think, you know, I can see this guy being on Paradise, you know, just lifting weights at the beach, having a good time. Some girl's going to be like, oh, he's hot. And that'll be fine. But, yeah. All right. Last question before point standings. Who would you give your rose to this episode? You only had one rose to give. I mean, Michael knocked it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Are we no not allowed to give it to Michael? It <laughs> <laughs> seems like a pretty easy choice. Yeah, I'd say uh, Michael. Although Aaron Aaron made a strong performance this week. Like Aaron, on point. my team, I'm giving it to Trey. Trey, I think, came through really mm -hmm. strong, uh, provided some much-needed levity to some situations, was very honest and candid in mm -hmm. how he dealt with his housemates, and I appreciate that. When he said, like, am I the Twilight Zone right now? I was like, oh, that is a move straight out of the Logan House toolbox. <laughs> like, when you're bagging on someone for giving you bed bad in info you're just like am i the twilight zone right now am i being punked is 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 uh ashton kutcher gonna walk out into this room right now like is this ridiculous um so logan who from your team would you give a rose to um aaron mm -hmm. yeah um i mean michael's on my team but uh if i <laughs> oh, were to give someone else a rose on my team um, I think I like gave it to Justin, just serving us some looks this episode, gave us some great like gifts. Uh love to see it. Yeah. Also, we did have another uncomfortable Connor B kiss in which he like reacted after the kiss. Oh, and, you know what which... bothers me about his kissing sessions is he's leading with like, the forehead says says the come here right before oh. he dives in. Like oh, that yes. is oh that's <laughs> I agree. Get over here. Ooh. Come here. Come on, come on. Come and give Connor B some sugar. Come <laughs> and then he goes, he goes like at a weird angle, so his forehead leads. It's like, oh. Stop. No, no, no. Okay. And it's like, I don't know how you expect the lips to touch when you're foreheading like right. that. This is an audio medium. You guys missed it. Emily and I just demonstrated, but theater of the mind. Yeah, theater of the someone, please bring, someone please bring Nick Allen because I think I'm going to need some uh, group therapy after what just happened. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank he's going to be like, hey guys, welcome. Because he's uh, clearly hey, a therapist. Thanks for sharing that for us. Uh, Logan, go ahead and share your red flags. Oh, remember, yeah. Thank you. remember, Emily, when we were getting so frustrated doing that too, because uh, like it would always just like they give you twelve seconds of someone sharing, like pouring their guts out, and then it's just cuts cut to Katie, and she's like, "Thank you for sharing that with me," and it, it happened like three or four straight times. She's like, "Thank you for sharing that with me." Yeah, it was a weird montage. Of, thank you of, like, for sharing that with me. Hot mic, and then thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, wild. Anyhow. All right, let's get to a score update here. And no surprise to anyone, Emily leads the way with 540 points. 540, shout out. Shout out. Gang, One gang. love. Um, Logan's in second with 520 points. And Team George bring up the rear there with 445. With a big old team. Uh, you're going to get some no, scores. I, I don't going. think that's going to be the case for much longer. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, yeah, been a lot of right reasons talk this season. Oh, and you've just been racking up points because Aaron's just been on a verbal oh, altercation. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron yeah, and, and Logan's getting a lot of inter-team conflict, too. Yes. It's just like Aaron with somebody else's from Logan's team. So he, <laughs> yes. he double yeah. scores on so many of these exchanges. And this it's is like when I rode uh, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to victory in a fantasy football league one year. This was awesome. Yeah. Gronk had like 24 touchdowns. They were all Brady's. Double oh. dipping. DD and if you will. Yeah. What do you you want to steer the mouse? Okay. All right. Well, want to take us out? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody got anything else to say, Emily? No, I'm good. That was weird. All right. Sorry. <laughs> you good, buddy? I think so. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us on another special episode of the Wheel Route Podcast. You can find us um, on the social media, on Twitter specifically at the Wheel Route. WheelRoutePodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can go to thewheelroute.com. That's where you can um, you know, find out more about the show. You can see some of our gambling picks when we get back to that. You can stream the episodes straight from there. Otherwise, find us at your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again. Go who's. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys.